0: Welcome everyone back to the broadcast. I'm David Woods, Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And it's another UCLA football season. I am recording this as Colorado celebrates on the field after beating UCLA in the opener 48-42. Um, yeah, so UCLA has opened yet another season under Chip Kelly uh, with a loss. That is three straight openers dropped by Chip Kelly. Um, So that's not good. Um, Carl Durrell beat uh, UCLA, which is funny. I I think we should all acknowledge and sit here and and recognize that that is objectively funny. Um, Yeah, and honestly, one of the few things keeping UCLA in this game after about, I don't know, midway through the second quarter was Durrell's uh, conservatism. He actually kind of funnily uh, went for a fourth down early that was in that range where he almost never would have done it um, when he was the UCLA head coach. And so I was like, oh, maybe he's turned over a new leaf. And then he followed that up by the really weird uh, decision to basically ice his own kicker more or less with 40 seconds to go in the first half, like ran one more play when he could have run probably four more plays um, and then set up his kicker up for like a 51 yard field goal, which he missed. Um, and then opting for field goals at different times when he probably didn't need to. Um, but even still, even with Durrell's best efforts to keep UCLA in the game, uh, they eventually lost 48, 42, um, a lot to go over, uh, a lot of preseason thoughts that we had, um, were kind of answered in different ways. Um, first, uh, We'll go to the defense in just a second. Uh, First, offensively, um, you know, I thought the offensive line didn't look great. Um, This is one where we're always going to have to go back and look, but I thought there was kind of a revolving door. At one of the guard spots um, where they were auditioning, it seemed like a bunch of different dudes. None of them performed particularly well. Um, I thought Duke Clemens didn't have a great game from what I saw, but Paul Grattan didn't see much... From him um, and Sam Morazzo at center, obviously had the two holding calls, but, um, you know, didn't see much good from him. I thought the tackles played better, um, but guard seemed like it was an issue. Um, and so uh, a lot of times, um, you know, what we were watching live, uh, and I think a big part of it was Dorian Thompson Robinson not playing well, and he was throwing off his back foot a lot. But a lot of times he was throwing off his back foot because he was getting unexpected pressure um, from up the middle because the offensive line really couldn't uh, effectively block for very long. Um, it, and it didn't lead to too many sacks, um, which I think speaks to maybe, I don't know, a lack of explosive talent from that Colorado defensive line, because they are mostly big dudes, not really the um, uh, kind of explosive pass rusher types. So maybe that was it. You know, I mentioned in the preview, they brought in one transfer because the whole kind of front seven was light on pass rush. And I thought that was, that kind of bore, was born was borne out by the game today. You know, Colorado got some penetration, but they just, they weren't, they didn't have the, the legs to bring uh, Thompson Robinson down. Um, but Thompson Robinson did respond to a lot of that by throwing off his back foot, which resulted in a couple of nice completions downfield, but most for the most part, bad throws, bad decisions. Um, that could have proven costly Uh, you know Dorian had two turnovers Uh, I think it was two turnovers both in the first half Um, one was a really bad pick on I think like the second or third play of the game right into the arms of an outside linebacker Um, and the other one was the fumble which was not quite the same as his like random you know running to the sideline and he just drops the ball but it was you know sort of an unforced error because it was off of a kind of a fake handoff play um but he could have had another couple of picks um off of plays where he just shouldn't have thrown the ball in a certain situation um either off his back foot or into coverage or whatnot so um i thought one of the more disconcerting signs if you were holding out hope that this offense may even improve off of last year and now i think that might be um you know that's probably not going to happen but if you were holding out hope that it would it was going to be largely dependent on dorian thompson robinson making a big leap and it's one game, but I saw the same player we saw last year. Um, you know, flashes of brilliance for sure. Um, that zone read for a touchdown was awesome. Um, but certainly more mistakes, um, and similar mistakes to what he's made in the past. So, um, that was, that was unfortunate. Um, but I thought the offensive line wasn't good. Um, I thought the, Complete lack of an inside running game in the first half was really curious. Uh, they finally went to some Demetric Felton inside, but the fact that we only saw uh, Britton Brown for essentially two plays in this game, I thought was kind of nutty. Um, and maybe that's you know maybe there's something else going on there. But um, he came in for one play I saw in the first half, and then he came in for that fourth down. Uh, which he didn't convert, which again, that's a really interesting thing to do. Bring in your kind of cold back off the bench to see what he can do on, on a, you know, maybe the biggest play of the game, which you don't convert. Um, so really no inside running game. Um, and, uh, and, you know, really if he play from the quarterback position, um, but on the positive side you know, we talked a lot about tight ends and how this group might not necessarily be able to fulfill the same, um, you know, roles as Devin Asiasi and Caleb Wilson did the last two years. But then watching it, I mean, Greg Dolcich looks like a stud. I mean, frankly, that... If if you just lined up what he did in that game versus any game that Asiasi or Caleb Wilson played the last couple of years, I'd be like, I don't know, same guy. Um, Dolcich looked, I mean, it's one game, but he looks like... Damn fine prospect to me. So sometimes with tight ends, it's an interesting position. Um, and it happens at the NFL level, even where it's just some random dude who was like a walk-on in college or even played a basketball in college who suddenly becomes an NFL player. Um, Dulcich might be on that same track. I mean, he looked he looked really good, and he's put on some weight, um, looks bigger. So he's, I think, some somebody to watch the rest of the year, and clearly they've got a ton of confidence in him. He should have had at least one other touchdown in this game if uh, thompson robinson had been a little bit more accurate on his throws and some of that was colorado's defense i mean they were not uh the secondary i didn't expect to be very good i thought the front seven would show better than it did in this game but the secondary i wasn't expecting to be very good but they were a lot worse than i was expecting and and seemingly poorly coached um the fact that uh they just kept getting tight ends wide open over the middle on those little dumps um and thompson robinson only hit like one of the three but they had it uh, for touchdowns, so I think three straight times. Um, so yeah, I thought Colorado's defense uh, certainly let UCLA kind of come back into it. Um, you know, especially that secondary. Uh, just you know, the the all pi offense. It's not not necessarily the most attractive football to watch, um, especially given all those underthrown balls from DTR. But uh, it's effective, can be. Um, all right. So defensively, and this is another one that's going to bear rewatching. Um, certainly early on, I think we saw more pressure. We saw more, you know, guys getting up to the line of scrimmage, more shifts along the defensive line, yada, yada, yada. And they were getting after the backfield, going for tackles for loss, that sort of thing. Um, and early on, I would say it was semi-effective, you know, all those weird turnovers, I think put the defense in some bad spots. So you could make excuses and say, oh, you know, they're getting, they're getting put on the field a lot. Uh, but then it seemed like Colorado really adjusted to it. I thought the scheme looked like it was broken in some fundamental ways, which I think speaks to maybe the too many cooks theory that I had coming into the year that um, as much as, you know, Brian Norwood might be bringing a certain amount of that four two five to the defense, uh, there's still a defined philosophy from Chip Kelly, Jerry Azanaro, yada, yada, yada. Um, and th- there were some weird things going on where it seemed like the defensive line was basically just absent on different parts of the line. Like there'd be a play where the whole defensive line would be lined up more or less over the center to the other tackle and then have nobody on the other side. And Colorado just kept gashing them on that empty side just over and over and over again. Um, and it just seemed like it it just didn't look quite right. Um, and that's again something we'll have to go over again when we look at the game um second or third time uh but just there were a few different things like that some of the coverage busts where uh colorado was able to get guys especially that tight end more or less wide open over the middle um i I mean a lot of it looked like last year like just kind of a miss ill-designed defense um so that is a significant worry and the kind of pressure stuff that we saw early on, it kind of dissipated as um, they started getting punched in the mouth a little bit more. Um, Jarek Broussard looks really good. I mean, they're running back is no slouch. And I think um, not being able to see him last year, I think nobody kind of knew what he was going to be, but he looked like he's probably going to be pretty good. Um, but they made him look, you know, fantastic, like a all pac 12 guy. Um, so, you know, that's more of the same of what we've seen the last two years from Chip Kelly. And that's why, you know, in the preseason, again, kind of sight unseen, because we, we've really only seen like a couple of practices really of this defense. I was kind of cautious about assessing this four-two-five because you didn't know first how much of it was going to be in there, no matter how much they talked about it or what. And second, how it was going to all fit together with what I mean, there's still a defensive coordinator in place and whether he's de facto or de jure, you know, whether it's in name only or whether it's, you know, he still has some finger in the in the actual machinations of this thing. Um, it still is something to factor in when you're assessing whether this defense will be successful. And, and it looked, you know, some aesthetics were different, certainly. Um, some different tweaks were there, obviously. Um, but end of the day, it looks like the same basic thing. They're struggling in the secondary um, in a major way. Uh, I thought safety play was once again a big WTF. Um, And uh, they, you know, they they really didn't get a whole lot of pass rush after that first, I don't know, quarter and a half. Um, uh, Specifically, I thought linebacker play was uh, certainly a concern, particularly on the inside. Um, Bo Calvert, uh, he's going to have to produce a lot better than that going forward. If you see, he's going to have to have a good, is going to have a good defense. Um, on the positive end, I really liked what I saw from Contra's Knight. Uh, I thought he looked really good, looked really into it, looked, um, instinctual was all over the place. And that was really good to see. Um, I liked what I saw from Kane Madrano. He made a couple of plays and again, looked really energized. Um, Mitchell Agude, I thought looked good. Um, you know, I, I I only caught a couple of plays of him. Maybe I'll go back and watch and, he, you know, struggle a lot more. But uh, just brief flashes from each of those guys I thought were good. Uh, but the defensive line, I really didn't see a lot. Um, Osa Digizua I thought, was had a really quiet game. Um, and just overall, I didn't see a tremendous amount of positive there. Um, so... Yeah, not great. Um, you know, and I'm trying to, like, discount all the turnover stuff at the beginning um, because, you know, weird stuff does happen. I thought the Dorian Thompson-Robinson uh, turnovers were an unfortunate continuation of what we saw last year, which is why you have to mention them. But, like, Kyle Phillips fumbling a punt, that stuff happens. It's unfortunate. It sucks, but that happens. Um, Demetri Felton fumbling on that uh, run play, it happens. It's just they were all kind of concentrated together, so you – you know, it, it puts him in a hole. Um, but I thought it was, you know, overall, probably a pretty even game if you take out some some light turnovers luck in favor of Colorado. But even still, I mean, the fact that UCLA is playing in the third year of Chip Kelly a relatively even game with Colorado in the first year under Carl Durrell, where Durrell didn't get any spring practice with this team, like didn't really know what he had at all. Um, and the team itself is, you know, look, Jerk Broussard I thought was good, right? Um, I think he's a solid player, but their quarterback, and I'm not meaning to denigrate him at all because I thought he made some throws, but he, he played safety last year because he couldn't beat out Steven Montez, who got worse and worse and worse over his career. Uh, he couldn't beat him out at quarterback. Um, and when I saw him two years ago, he wasn't good. And then this game, I mean, there were some throws he missed just flat out because he's not super accurate. Um, and UCLA made him look more than solid made him look good um and that's again the same kind of issue we've seen from ucla uh over the years and for ucla to match up with a team like that team playing basically a safety from last year at quarterback their backup running back um they don't have any LaVisca Chenault, and their defense is pretty much just porous on the back end and for ucla the best they can do is play a relatively even game they lose because they got a little unlucky on turnovers and that's not good. Um, I, I, I don't need to tell you that you watched it or as much of it as you could stomach. But for it to be third year of Chip Kelly and it to still look like that, to still um, be in a position where UCLA is, um, you know, playing even games that they lose um, against uh, a team that's in an obvious rebuilding year is just, you know, that's that speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, it's a weird year. Um, you know, we may or may not have seven full games of this. We'll see. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to follow how many games UCLA ends up playing because that'll determine to an extent, I think, how real of a season this feels like to key decision makers at UCLA. Um, which, you know, it's something to keep an eye on, uh, even if you're not a particularly <laughs> Avid fan of the uh, coach, you know, uh, hot board style watching um, college football, but um, it's if they play seven games and it looks like this for seven straight games, I mean that's that's going to be serious data. Um, you know, we we talked about this extensively in the season preview, but this is not a mulligan season. UCLA is relatively intact. Um, they are in the third year of Chip Kelly this is the roster he's built um, and it is a roster where I think watching that game I one of the mo- one of the biggest things I came away with is that it is probably the least talented roster I can remember seeing at UCLA and that's counting those early new Heisel rosters where it was you know rosters built out of the you know worst recruiting periods of Durrell um, it's it, it's really really bad right now Um And, uh, for it to be at that level at this point, I mean, you don't just get a mulligan on the third year, um, because you you do that and then suddenly it's the fourth year and the roster is even worse. Um, so that's going to be, I think, something to to watch. How many games does UCLA actually get in this year? Um, because, you know, we saw Washington Cal get canceled. Uh, we saw Arizona, Utah get canceled. So, I mean, the odds are that UCLA probably won't get through full seven games, but will they get six? Um. And I think that's going to be something to watch. Um, So, yeah, not a whole lot of positive. Um, Certainly, I like Dulcich a lot. I like that tight end group. They actually uh, played a lot better than I thought. Um, There were some nice plays made by individuals on defense. Um, But other than that, uh, really disappointing start to the season. Really disappointing for uh, UCLA to be in this position uh, in the third year of Chip Kelly. And uh, we'll see where it all goes from here. So anyway, y'all hang in there and uh, we'll talk to you again next time.